With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Well, I think it was almost by popular demand. I don't know. The negotiations were <laughs> ongoing. They, they, it, was, it was ferocious. Head to head in the but finally across the line comes the great Adrian Prezenko from Fairfax Newspapers, and you might see him and hear him at other organisations as well. But he's back on the afternoons program on SEN for the year. How are you, AP? Yes, Jimmy. Thank you for having me again. No, it wasn't an NRL RLPA style <laughs> negotiation. It was all very swift and smooth. No dramas whatsoever. That's right. That's right. How was your break? Or did you get a break? I had a, a good break. It was the best part of six weeks. Ooh. Um, the highlight of which is I've never been on a cruise before, Jimmy. Right. Um, and I did a bit of a dip your toe in the water cruise. I didn't want to do one of these big Pacific Islands ones. Good idea. This was, we, we flew up to Brisbane and the idea was that we would go to Airlie Beach. Uh-huh. Um, just oh, to, no. you know, suck it and see. <laughs> just so happened that it was cyclone <laughs> season, Jimmy. I shouldn't laugh. Do you know where they redirected us to? Uh, Port Macquarie. Sydney. Yeah. My escape from Sydney <laughs> was back to Sydney, so which we flew up there. It took two days to come all the way back down, right. and then we went all the way back up. Uh, okay. So what's your opinion on cruising now, though? I've ticked the box. Right. Oh. Look, look I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Right. Would I do it again? Probably not in a hurry. Okay. Do we have any cruising partners here on the afternoons? I don't think we do. I we certainly won't get anyone. any. We certainly <laughs> won't get any after that endorsement uh, that we get. All right. So you're right back into the rugby league. Yes. Uh, what will we call it? Hamster wheel. Yes. Uh, and you're you're on it again. Where are we going to start for 2024 this afternoon? Jack Whiten. Mm. Now camp this weekend for Michael Maguire with Origin candidates, but Jack Whiten not going to that camp, but is contemplating making himself available for State of Origin. Where are we at with that? Yep. So Michael Maguire showed his hand very early with this. At his first co- press conference, I put him aside and I said, look, it's it's early days. Yep. We're still, you know, more than six months away from State of Origin. However, Jack Wyden, um, recently retired from representative football. You've got a great relationship with him from your time in Canberra. What are your thoughts? And he mm. said, I'll be having a chat to Jack um, and I would very much like him to be back in the sky blue. So wow. he's, he's made 10 appearances for the blues. And my understanding is that Jack is amenable. He is open to that. However, it's a bit of a balancing act for Jack because South Sydney ostensibly bought him under the understanding that he would be available to them during that state of origin period. Ooh. And they have a whole heap of players that are in line for selection. So we're talking Cameron Murray, Cody Walker, Damian Cook, Latrell Mitchell, Campbell Graham, yep. uh, Keon Kalamatangi, Tavita 
Patola, Jai Arrow. So they could be, along with Penrith, one of the most affected yep. clubs. So what he doesn't want to do is, before he's even played a game for the Rabbitohs, declare, yes, I want my Sky Blues jersey back. I'm doing a black backflip. He wants to see how he goes with his club form. He also wants the blessing of his club. He doesn't want to put their nose out of joint having only just arrived there. Was that specifically said within negotiations? Oh, we'll sign you for four years. You're not playing State of Origin or any representative footy? I think it was implied. Ooh, so that's well, dangerous, things well, well, that are implied in contracts. As, as far as I'm aware, I don't think there was anything in the contract stipulating you must not play representative football. But having just retired from sure. representative football, I think the understanding was, well, he's there. When some of our other big guns are away, he will be on deck for us. Okay, do we read, do we read anything into Brad Fittler? He didn't make himself available, but Michael Maguire, he does make himself available for. Potentially. Well, he probably thinks that um, under Brad Fittler, he was less chance of getting picked than under Michael Maguire. Because remember, he had that great game, game one of 2022, mm. and then missed game two and was because of COVID, I think, mm. and then left out of game three. Well, Jimmy, I go back to game one of the last year's series with only a few minutes to go. Who's on the bench? Nico Hines. They needed a super sub to come on yeah. and fill a hole at yeah. centre. Jack Wyden could have come on. I dare say if he was available, and this is not a slide on Nico Hines. He was out of position and, yes, and it was sure, a, you know, sure. a bit of a fish out of water. If Jack Wyden was in the team and he'd come on, he would have finished the job. New South Wales wins that game and wins the series. Okay. And then the other one is game three, which New South Wales won. King yep. Guthrie got a minute. Yes. Like Jack Whiten gets more than a minute. He gets more than a minute. So, look, he can play so many positions across the back line. He can yep. play six, seven, one, um, centres, wing at a pinch and... 13? Four, yes. Well, 13, 14. Yeah. And not just that, you know, my understanding is that Madge sees him as someone who can do a job out of dummy half if need be. He's a very right. good dummy half runner. He is. So, look, that's a, a big early call. The other big call that Madge has made very early doors is Joseph Suali. So there's been a lot of rhetoric of, around, should he be picked? He's defecting. He's gone to the other code. Yeah. Why would we pick him knowing that that's the case? It's another free kick for rugby union. And, of course, Phil Gould was very strong <laughs> in this area. He basically don't said, let the door. don't let the door hit you. Like, go now. Yeah. Um, and, again, he will be there in camp with about 40 other possibles and probables at New South Wales Rugby League headquarters over the weekend in camp. Sounds like there's a lot of players available for New South Wales. That's great. However, Queensland, and we are going to Queensland today, mm. in disarray following Cam. <laughs> no, they're shot to pieces, the oh. poor Queenslanders, after Cam, the great Cam Smith has said, no, nah, that's it. Yes. I'm out. I'm out. Yep. Uh, what do we read into this? I didn't see that coming. Um, and no. look, when you look at that brain trust, like how formidable was it? Like we got through this era of New South Welshman, it's like, we just have to see these guys off as players, like <laughs> Thurston, Smith, Cronk, Slater, and then they all come into the coach's box and they pull another one on us once again. So, And, and G.I. was around there at different stages oh, too, wasn't he? It's obscene, In, isn't Yeah, it? yeah. Uh, do we read any more into it? Like, you know, Cam says, like, uh, I just don't want to do it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to help you there, Billy. Yep. You've won two on the trot. You can do it without me. I think, you know... I don't think there's any doubt that Billy Slater's not uh, a star in the waiting, if of not course. now, yep. from a coaching perspective. Cam does what Cam wants, pretty much. You yep. know, like he's, and he's earned the right to do that with his career. Um, yeah, it took him a while to make a decision on his retirement, yep. et cetera. So, I mean, he's, he's living the life and he 
it's probably something he doesn't need and, and he'll be cheering them and he's only a phone call away. They're all very close mates. So hopefully it makes the job of Michael Maguire a little bit easier. You will hear exactly why from Cam Smith on SEN. The captain's run will be back some stage. I think whenever Cam's ready to come back, he'll be, they'll be back <laughs> to do that. Now, you sat down with Dylan Brown yesterday. Param- Parramatta Reels is a really interesting one in 2024, on the field and off the field. How's Dillbags going in preparation for the season? Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, look, that was one of the big disappointments after yep. making the grand final the year before. Dylan Brown, I, I reckon there are t- one week encapsulates Dylan Brown perfectly. There were two matches where he represented New Zealand against Australia. Mm. In one of them, the first one, he did absolutely by nothing. By his own admission, he said, mate, I I wasn't a factor. I didn't do anything. I I did nothing. The following week, the final, he plays probably one of the games of his life. All of his teammates lift. They win 30-0. One of the biggest, well, the biggest win against the Kangaroos in in history. Yep. And for him, it's a mental thing. And he said as much. He basically said, I was consistently inconsistent. Um, and, of course, we know about the suspension. Yep. Um, but he – I think the penny has finally dropped. He, he came into the NRL when he was only 18 years old. He's now 23. He's got a lot of experience. He's alongside – He's 23. He's 23. Oh, and you've got to remember, he was, he was a teenager and he came in and had those back issues. He missed a bit of football. And I think he's realised how important he is to the team and – Brad Arthur has put a little fire under Dylan Brown and he's responded in the best possible way because Brad Arthur has said he can be the best player in the game. It's between the years. He needs to treat round one and round 17 and a semi-final with the same level of intensity and he understands that and has bought into that. I think we have a big year from him. We know he's probably one of the best defensive sixes in the game. And if Parramatta are going to do anything, they need him to fire. So Mitch Moses and he as a halves combination, arguably, arguably as good as you could get in, yeah. in the league. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things was when he first came into the team, it was very much, yes, Mitch, you know, we're doing yep. this. You yep. can run the play. He now has the confidence and belief to overcall if need be. And he's a much louder voice on and off the field now. Okay, uh, Ray Faye Taylor Mariner moves on from the Bulldogs. Um, I was talking about it uh, a couple of days ago. This could be a win-win. Mm. Uh, it could be for win for Raymond as well too because, you know, he's best footy and there are lots of reasons, but one of them injury. The other thing is, hey, you've freshened up. You go to a new club. You feel like you're important. Coach puts his arm around you and, and away you go. But also frees up that roster spot for the Bulldogs and it frees up a bit of cash. Yeah, absolutely. Like they had to park company. He... He, he had another two years on his contract. And yes. You've got to remember, Canterbury appointed him as club captain only 12 months ago. Yes. And in a very short period of time, Gus has changed a lot of things. And that roster is almost recognisable, unrecognisable yes. compared to when he first came in. And look, he's a, he's a first grader. I think he'll be a good fit for uh, the Dragons and Shane Flanagan. Look, I like that, that Flanagan has reached for the stars. He said, I want Joey Manu. I want Adam Fanua-Blake. So far, he's got Raymond Fatala mariner and possibly Christian Tuopolotu. So and, and Jesse Marsky. And Jesse Marsky. Yes. So, <laughs> but they have got spots. They've got money. And I think everyone wants to see how they'll go Yep. Um, in this new era under Flanagan. And he's at Cronulla, that was one of his strengths in that he often prized players out of other clubs and got them to subsidise. So the likes of... Bar Ryan, Luke Lewis, a um, whole heap of yes. other players. Chris Hyington. Uh, Chris Hyington. Yep. 
Um, and he assembled a, a roster very shrewdly, uh, you know, moneyball style. So he's got a challenge because, you know, they're at the bottom of the table or close to, and, you know, you tend to have to pay overs when you're there. Do you have an update on Junior Ramon? Did I see vision of him training online on on social media or something did, not too long ago? Well, I, I know that he's doing some work with Roger Fabri, okay. which um, many people call Newtown the Betty Ford Clinic of the NRL. Uh, Roger Fabri's assembled a... Bit of a rogues gallery as oh, well in his tell time. You what. But, it's a good backline. It is a it is a good backline. <laughs> I will say this that there are obviously the the physical benefits that go with going and doing the sprint training there. Rogers also held a lot of players' hands when they're coming back from adversity, when they've been out of the game. Um, he's been great for them. And I think it'll be good for for Junior as well. The hard part for Junior is he doesn't know when he will get the opportunity to return. Um, we know that he was charged over that hammer attack. He is appealing that. Um, so, again, that's a right. bit of a question mark. That's a further question mark as to um, how that plays out and whether that affects the NRL's decision as to when he can play again. Okay, so appeals, successful at appeal. What, yeah. Well, if he's successful what, what time, at appeal. What timelines well, well, are we talking on? Well, in my now? understanding is it's back in court um, in February. Right. Um but how long that takes, you know, we're talking about a court process. Sure. So who, who knows? Uh, I have done some sprint training with Roger Fabry. <laughs> I know this sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but Rog, uh, with the legendary Jack Giddy, who used to train down there, uh, used to train the Roosters and uh, train down there at um, uh, the field, Mackay Overall it is, in, in Centennial Park. And I think, uh, so Rog used to be one of the runners down there. He shifted to Maroubra. Right. Mm. There you go. So uh, I went out there and uh, visited him last week. But look... The, the good news for someone like Junior Ramon is, he, yes, he's got a massive hiccup and he's got a, you know, he's um, doing his sabbatical at the moment. He's in purgatory, but there aren't that many young halves in the game. And how old's he? If we're looking at Dylan Brown, he's 22, isn't he? Uh, there, Junior Ramon or there, there 21 yeah. or 22. Yeah. But, but the point is all the the best halves, whether it be uh, yeah, Adam Reynolds, Daly Cherry, Cherry Evans, yeah. you know, your Townsends, all those guys are coming to the back end and there's not that much coming through respectfully. So I think that someone with NRL experience, if he becomes available, he will get a start somewhere. And think about what you thought around Jack Cogger 18 months ago. Oh, and, and, and think now. Yeah. So especially for that position. Yes. You know, they can mature into it uh, a whole lot more. We know he's talented. Justin Olam at the Tiger. It feels like nothing but good stuff coming out of the Tigers of late. Is that Am I misreading that? <laughs> You're undefeated, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's no, I, cynical. I actually, no, look, I, I actually spent some time at the Tigers during the week, and I have interviewed Justin Ollum. Um, he's in many ways emblematic of that club in that, you know, he's had some adversity, um, yep. in his case, through injury. Um, like, his body just didn't allow him to do what he wanted to do on the field last right. year. And he regressed last year, no well, doubt. Well, he was dropped. Yes. Jimmy. And, yeah. and this is a guy who's a, a cult hero in, in yep. PNG, um, premiership winner, former centre of the year, Daly M centre of the year. Um, and Has a degree in applied physics. He's a really fascinating guy. He's a really smart guy. Yep. Um, and I, look, they've, they've got an inexperienced backline. You know, time will tell whether they got the rough end of the pineapple, so to speak, with Sean Bloor going the other way with Melbourne. Um, the Tigers did very well with um, Harry Grant, you'll remember. Um, Correct. And, and it was a good move for Paul Momorowski as well, going into a good system. But, you know, hopefully we get to see something resembling Justin Ollum's best because yeah. it is very good. 
careful buying what Bellamy's selling. I think as history has told us that. And the other thing, you don't think that Sean Ball's going to have a great season now if he's fully fit. That That's uh, another part to look at it. So lots happening in rugby league, but also you're also boxing. You do mm. boxing for Fairfax. What's the latest with Tim Zoo? So this is not a sanctioned fight. It's not a title fight, right? Yep. Um, but and, and this is an interesting one in that it's Amazon's first foray into broadcasting. Yes. But you won't watch it on Amazon in Australia. You'll watch it on main event. Yes. Right. All of the above. So the opponent is Keith Thurman, a really, really good opponent, 35 years old and hasn't has only boxed once in the last four years. His only loss of his career is to the great Manny Pacquiao. Wow. And it was a split decision. The interesting thing is that as – uh, Pacquiao was preparing for that fight. You'll never guess who his sparring partner was. Tim Zhu. Tim Zhu. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yep. So they faced off today. They did a press conference at about eight, eight o'clock our time. Right. Um, launching that fight. And it's a card that will include Michael Zarafa, which yes. is, <laughs> adds a little bit of spice. Are they in the same dressing room? The Zoo and Zarafa case? I suspect not. <laughs> right. And it, I actually, I tuned in this morning and I was hoping that Zarafa would be part of the press conference. And he was the only fighter who wasn't because he's still preparing in Australia. Right. Because I thought that that would be a really fascinating yes. dynamic to see them sitting next to each other or close uh, proximity. Um, but Keith Thurman sells. Like, he is a good right. talker. Um, and I don't know if you saw the footage from today. And he was, you know... He's, he's going to be good value, and it's going to be a really good build-up. Well, if you've been inactive for four years, you've got to be able to sell. <laughs> yes. So thankfully, Keith can do that. Uh, we will be excited to have you on the afternoon's program throughout the course of the year, AP. Thank you for today, and we'll do it again next week. Thanks, Jimmy. See ya.